0: I'd simply like to take a moment at the very beginning just to thank author Nicholas Sparks for writing The Notebook. I mean, the book was published in 1996 and was adapted into the well-known movie, obviously, that we, I would hope, all know. Because it's also incredibly heartbreaking, you know, starring Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams. But he also was known for other romance novels he wrote, such as Safe Haven, The Best of Me dear john all of which were created into iconic romance films as well nicholas sparks wrote the notebook based off of his wife's parents' love story saying to wall street journal reporter it was an album that he would walk her through and tell her about her lives together and i just thought there was something really beautiful about that entire concept so i tried to do it in the notebook And today on Coffee with Kayla, we are going to take a look at the movie itself and how the movie does an incredible job of bringing to life Spark's love story. And in turn, what honestly is still a meme to this day, look into turning that meme ultimately into a much more serious question What is it that you want? I also recommend that you at least watch this film before you listen to the rest of this episode because I will be talking about obvious spoilers, the ultimate spoilers, if you will. And I just, I really don't want to be that person for you. So please go watch The Notebook before you listen to the rest of this episode. If you're indifferent, then please enjoy. Warning. Emotions are felt and discussed here. Listeners may experience life-changing advice, water streaming from their eyes, and jitters from drinking too much coffee. We hope you enjoy Coffee with Kayla. Here is your host, Kayla Noble. (laughs) I've drank too much coffee already. would be blessed with nicholas sparks's novel the notebook in 1996 and then only eight years later be blessed once again with the notebook movie that quite frankly swept the nation off its feet and has never looked back since there are so many incredible gifts that this film has to offer including but not limited to award-winning kissing scenes iconic quotes that to this day are known and, loved, and honestly kind of made fun of and an undying love story that is honestly an example of what love can be and what love can look like. The notebook received 12 awards and made a little over $13 million during opening weekend in comparison to other films released in June of 2004. It comes in at number 19 for total gross in box office. You can now watch the film honestly, whenever you please on Netflix Giving anyone the opportunity to laugh and cry over Allie and Noah's love story. If you aren't familiar with The Notebook and what it is about, we follow a passionate and wealthy young woman, Allie, performed by Rachel McAdams, as she navigates her 17-year-old life in the 1930s. Her parents, Anne and John, wish for her to find the right man, as any parent really wants. Of course, the poor and blue-collared working Noah performed by none other than Ryan Gosling, was not The Bachelor that they were hoping for. I personally wouldn't complain. However, her parents weren't down for it. So we embark on their love story through two different timelines, the past and the present day, a genius technique that I personally love because it has the ability to keep things hidden from the audience until the very end. And we watch as they fall in love and they fall apart and then they find each other again underneath this beautiful and vintage presentation that gives the film a very timeless feeling. But of course, as I feel like we all know, it would not be a true love story without some form of tragedy. This present timeline presents nursing home resident Duke performed by James Garner, reading Noah and Allie's romance story to an older woman who has senile dementia with memory loss, performed by Gina Rollins, While the past timeline presents Noah and Allie's love story, while it's being read. So ultimately, Duke is reading Noah and Allie's love story to this older woman. The tragedy lies in the fact that Duke is Noah. And Allie is, of course, Allie in this story. Allie, now with dementia and memory loss, isn't able to remember Noah. Yet he reads her the story every single day in hopes that she remembers their love. And on one hand, it's incredibly tragic. Allie's and Noah's love story is epic and grand. And you want to believe that their love can withstand this very real and heartbreaking struggle that comes with dementia. And at the same time, you can't help but sit there and go, I want that. I want someone who is going to sit there and read me our love story over and over and over again until the day I die, who's going to write me 365 love letters, who's going to wait for me, who's going to keep his promises, her promises. You know, I want someone who will fill in the blank. One of the many scenes in this movie, one of that I would say is in the top three Biggest memes in terms of romance movies is Allie coming back to Noah after being engaged to another man. And she's trying to figure out what she wants. And before leaving, Noah is furious. Of course, he doesn't want her to go. And so he's leaning up against his car and he asks her, What do you want? What do you want? And Allie's like, It's not that simple. It's just not that simple. I don't know. It's just not that simple. And he's like, what do you want? And you guys get the picture. It is incredibly fun to look at the amount of memes that come across, but I just, wanna, I just wanna take a second. I just wanna take a second to shift gears and make that question into more of a serious one and ask you, what is it that you want? And more specifically, what kind of relationship do you want? What kind of love do you wanna give and receive? And I often think that we spend time watching these incredible romance movies or reading incredible romance novels, and then we walk out of the theater or we stop reading the book and we go, God, I want that, but I don't know. I don't know if it's real. It's a movie. There's, there's no way that love like this exists in this world. When in this case, The Notebook is based off of two very real people, two people who fell in love and have this incredible love story, the only reason we know about it is because Nicholas Sparks took the time to tell us this incredible story. And if it's any constellation, loving and being loved takes a lot of bravery. Hell, figuring out what you want takes a lot of bravery. You open yourself up to the possibilities of getting heartbroken, being rejected, being confused for days on end, and loads of other emotions that certainly are not fun to feel like no one wakes up in the morning and goes oh my word what a sunny side day outside i really want to get my heart broken today and no one wakes up on the other side of the bed and goes i really hope that i spend the rest of my life alone we know as humans that there's a level of growth that comes with tragedy that In some way, shape, or form, you're going to experience some level of tragedy in your life. That does not mean, though, that we ever want to experience tragedy or that tragedy is somehow easier now, now that we know that it is somewhat inevitable. It's quite absurd to think, even for a moment, that what we're talking about today, answering this question, what do you want, is by any means easy or simple, Movies make it look easy, which is why we often walk away from them saying there's no possible way that this exists. Similarly, in romance novels, you finish reading an iconic love story, right? You've fallen in love with not only the characters' love stories, but the characters themselves. And, you know, you're 80 to 90% sure that these people do not exist, except for the fact that these fictional characters were written by an actual person. So there's some truth to that that you can just hold on to. That's the 10 to 20%. But then you think about it and the fiction outweighs the nonfiction. So we assume that it doesn't exist. So in an attempt to take a step forward towards answering this question, what do you want? What kind of love do you want? I'm going to invite you guys into my own personal experiences and share what has helped me start to put this answer together to this question. And I find that sharing experiences when talking about love in particular is better than sharing some absolutes with no context. And as a 22-year-old, I'd say it would be quite odd if I came to you guys with absolutes that basically communicate that I've, you know, quote-unquote figured it out, but I digress. I digress. I really love people. I love being around them so much to the point where I will sit in a coffee shop for hours on end just to be around the traffic of people. I will sit in a busy part of town on a park bench for hours listening to the chatter of conversation, maybe eavesdropping, but... you know, we don't, we don't have to get into that. But I also know that I prefer that over surface-level conversation. I, of course, want to know the surface level of someone. But I also want to know their deep passions and, like, what makes them tick, what sets their soul on fire, like, who they are really, really deeply. And in a relationship in particular... I know that I have a tendency to sacrifice my own well-being to keep the peace. I know that doing the bare minimum is not love. And I know that I sometimes fall in love with the potential of who someone could be versus who that person is in that exact moment. However, I wouldn't know any of that. I would not know any of that to the degree that I do about myself if I hadn't sat in the brutal discomfort and even sometimes euphoric moments of my own thoughts and feelings after and during my past relationships. I'm a writer, so my journal and I are thick as thieves when it comes to reflecting on my experiences and what I've found is the more that I write about it, The more that I sit in it, the more that I think about it, the more sure that I become of what it is that I do want, which helps me then go out into, quote unquote, the real world, you know, step out of my journal and practice those things with other human beings. And that type of solitude, the kind where you feel that sense of loneliness, but there's an essence of curiosity to what you could uncover in this solitude. That kind of loneliness has been essential for me to refine what it is that I want. In the notebook, Ally's biggest problem is doing what other people want her to do and not what she wants to do. She is in love with Noah, yet her parents are disapproving. They want her to marry a rich man. And even after being engaged, to what her parents would consider the absolute perfect man possible, she found herself thinking about Noah, reflecting on whether this decision to marry this other man was what she wanted. And we get this beautiful shot of her in a bathtub in silence. Her wedding veil is over her head, and there's this look on her face that communicates to us as the audience that she is finally thinking about what she wants. So I encourage you to watch The Notebook again, which I know is a lot to ask, considering that I myself can't watch the film without crying every single time, but bear with me. I want you to watch it again and watch Allie and Noah's story unfold. And I want you to think about what it is that you want, what kind of love it is that you want, what kind of relationship you want, because whatever you find yourself thinking about does exist. After all, these epic love stories in movies, in books, and even poetry would not be stories if they weren't first real experiences. Thank you guys so 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 much for listening to the episode i know that what we talked about today was very complex and has multiple dimensions to it this is honestly one thought process that i've gone through out of i feel like hundreds and millions so please feel free to connect with me on instagram or twitter at coffee with kayla to further the further the discussion and If you guys want a part two, if you wanna keep having this conversation, feel free to let me know at those same social media platforms, I guess. But I am just so, 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 so thankful for you guys listening. I hope that you enjoyed this episode on The Notebook. And I hope that what we talked about today at least helps you refine or take one more step closer to simplifying Slash not simplifying this very complex idea that we call love. So I will see you guys next week on Coffee with Kayla. Bye.